This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It's Water Malone Podcast. Inside of Water Malone. Woo. Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Don't get it fitted. So I'm the bow in a billy. Fucking your hoe in a kidney. All right, welcome back to episode six, seven of the Water Malone's Dynasty Podcast. This week we have the. I think this is officially the first of the London boys because Simo missed out. Um, Great fun. We, we got Owen. Uh, Wagwan Owen. Wagwan. How you doing, boss? I'm good, man. Pleased to be here. <laughs> You've been asking me to do your episode for like a month now. We yeah. finally worked our way up the chain. <laughs> Skipping, coincidentally, the three people that Simo is, like, brought into the league. <laughs> Him, Ahmed, and Pat, who all three of them are not good at keeping time or arrangements apparently so you can see why they're all friends <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean before we start i think i'd be remiss if i didn't say happy ramadan to all to all yeah. my muslim brothers out there all you all you fasting you know stay blessed have a good month and to the rest of you sinners and infidels uh you're going you're going to hell and that's all i can say that is a distinct <laughs> so Let's get into talking about fantasy a bit. How how did you think you were going to do coming into the league when we first, like when I first proposed a dynasty draft to you? Um, I mean, to be fair, like I, di- I didn't really watch football until like properly until you asked me to be in the redraft league. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, in terms of dynasty, like I didn't ex- like now in hindsight, I didn't understand really what it meant to do a dynasty draft yeah and uh i mean it's exciting because like fuck i mean i think my team's pretty decent i mean you got you you, you got to the final so like there's very limited shit i can talk about your team um yeah like whether you knew what you were doing or not <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant when you go nine and four and and, and then get get to the championship game I think maybe longevity might be an issue with your team, but we'll see how that develops over the next few years. Uh, tell me about your draft. You, did you have any tactics going into it? Were you just vibing? What, what was going on? Yeah, funny enough, though, like uh, the super flex thing didn't really hit me until when we actually started in the season. I'm like, shit, quarterbacks actually matter. Yeah. Because like um, in redraft, which I played, I think, two seasons before two seasons or yeah before yeah. we did dynasty and i realized like how valuable running backs were that i was like okay i'm gonna draft running back heavy because i thought that that was the key position but when it comes to redraft like obviously i'm oh, sorry super flex um yeah quarterbacks matter much more yeah and uh yeah like i think my draft didn't go too bad to be honest like i definitely could have drafted a quarterback or two more and paid less i think i paid like fucking 35 pounds for mark ingram or some shit you paid 40 dollars, so i guess with the exchange rate yeah you paid 35 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous see shit like that like i mean i didn't think ahead but yeah i mean yeah you 
drafted. I'm looking at everyone else's draft, and you and yeah, Jordan. So maybe can you run down. Can you run yeah, yeah. down like what? Yeah. Before I do that, I just want to say that like discounting RJ slash Pat because he left halfway through. You and Jordan were the only two who chose like a starting quarterback, and then were like, "Fuck it, that's fine." One is good. Like, you went for Tannehill for twenty dollars, who's a good quarterback, top fifteen at the least, at least, right? Like, yeah, yeah, right. He's 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 productive. And then you're like, mm, positions garbage. And then you got Jake from State Farm. Mariota <laughs> and Andy Dalton for a dollar. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's lit. That's who I'm rolling with this season. Um, swear to yeah. God, I got them for a dollar each. <laughs> swear to God, yeah. <laughs> Andy Dalton ended up being a starter, and we'll probably yeah, right. this year. <laughs> so fuck, man. I don't know, but yeah. Um, let's go. Yeah, I'll go through your your draft for you. Uh, you started with OBJ for eighty five dollars. Shame. Yeah. Then Austin Eckler for $85, which is probably a good 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 pick and good amount of money to spend. Aaron Jones for $85. Cooper Cup for $70, who went on his own adventure this year. I mean. And then Mark Ingram for $40. <laughs> Tannehill for $20. Kenyon Drake for $31. Shame. DeAndre Swift for $30. And then probably the steal of the Fuck off. was Derek. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. The fourth player I drafted was Mark Ingram. Fifth. Fifth player you drafted was Mark Ingram. That's embarrassing, bro. <laughs> um, and, yeah, then you got probably the steal of the draft, and um, or a steal of your draft, which is Darren Waller for 16 bucks. Oh, wow. Because, you know, he's good. I'm I'm looking down at the bottom of your of your team to see if there's anyone down here that was like good. Uh, what did I get Ayuk for? You got Ayuk for three bucks. See, that's it. That's good shit. That's a shout. You also got Payson Barber for one, <laughs> <laughs> and Willie Sneed, Trey Quinn, Bo Scarborough. Jesus. <laughs> So you drafted that team and then you started the season off. Were you like, I'm going to compete? This is like a vibe? Or what was your mindset as the season like ticked over? I mean, I thought I was competitive after the first week because I think I put up a decent amount of points just because like as much as I didn't really know what I was doing coming into the draft in terms of like being in a super flex league, I knew that like drafting, pass, catching, running backs was a good idea. Yeah. And I think I did that pretty decently. And like in terms of like the rookie that I drafted, like uh, DeAndre Swift, like I, I mean, there was probably two other running backs that I really wanted. Like, sorry, one other running back that I wanted. Just what your, your boy, JT. JT. The boy. <laughs> I, you, you, nominated swift didn't you or, what do you mean like when he came up you like put him up for bid and then you bid him up because you thought i wanted to i was gonna buy it yeah. 
I mean, the only reason I did that was because I'm like, oh, yeah, Ziad, he's a Lions fan. He's probably going to want Swift. But, like, I didn't think that why the fuck would you ever want a Lions player on your team? I think you realized that I was the least likely person to get a Lions player on my team. I mean, at the same time, like, to be completely honest, I didn't, like, until this season, which I think was beneficial being in a dynasty league, that I was able to watch, like, tape of college players. Mm -hmm. And, like, I only watched combine tape of the previous college players. And, uh, like, watching DeAndre Swift, like, the way he moved was, I thought it was awesome. And, like, the only other person I thought that was, like, similar in a style of running back that i liked was jonathan taylor i mean i I fully agree like going into the actual nfl draft last year i had deandre swift as my number one running back so i was gassed when the lions got him because in terms of an nfl quality running back i think he's the most talented side to side with jonathan taylor out of all of them right and yeah so I, I fully agree with you there. DeAndre Swift, in terms of pure talent, is probably the best in the class. And it was a pretty good class as well. So, yeah, you, you did you did a good job there. And then you also got rookie Brandon Ayuk, who turned it up towards the end of the season. And, um, and I think your other rookie was Anthony McFarland Jr., who for the next at least three weeks or two weeks is the starting running back in... In Pittsburgh, because yeah. James Conner went to the to the Cardinals. Um, I mean, this I think the Steelers would be dumb not to draft a running back. I don't know if I'm one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get it. They're gonna get a running back. So okay, you started the season. You started the season two and one. You put up high scores in your second week. You put up one hundred and seventy six points. You then lost to Colin, and then you went on a run of one, two, three, four wins. So you were six and one at some at one point in the season. And is that when you started like truly believing? You were like, yeah, you know what? I'm a championship caliber team. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, yeah, definitely. But like, I mean, if we're gonna circle back around to the Gardner Minshew thing at any point, we're one hundred. <laughs> we're one hundred percent getting there. Um, yeah, I think my, like, biggest downfall was not having that, like, second super flex superpower mm-hmm. to a certain extent. And, like, if, obviously, if Eckler didn't get injured, but at the same time, if you're going to speculate on that kind of shit, like, you could say that with anything. But, yeah, like, uh, obviously being, what, what did you say, six and one, yeah? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I definitely thought I could make a push, which I did, like, it is what it is. Sure, I made the finals, but when I did make the final in both leagues, to tell you the god honest truth, I didn't think I'd beat Colin. Right. I mean, and the, like, the, the performance your team put up in redraft was spectacular. Like throughout the season, like you actively tried to sabotage it and then you actively saved it. <laughs> and like, I honestly cannot criticize you for your redraft performance at all because that was an incredible win. Um, Thanks, mate. That might be the first time you've ever complimented me in my life. But your dynasty one, I'm going to criticize quite a bit because you lucked into that final. (laughs) Um, But like, I I guess you were the only one or one of the 
No, you were the only one who really went like kind of mid-tier running back heavy. Because while everyone else has maybe one or two good running backs, Jordan has three, if you include Joe Mixon as a good running back anymore. Um, but you went like Eckler, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, who was supposed to perform but didn't. Kenyon Drake, again, supposed to perform but didn't. DeAndre Swift. Like you had depth at that position, which a lot of teams didn't. And it, and it worked out for you. It like paid off. See, the thing is like, I think, yeah, it pays off like this season, but now you're kind of clutching at straws moving forward, right? Like, mm-hmm. I overpaid for Mark Ingram, like, quite clearly, for whatever reason. Like, obviously, I didn't – I'm not really uh, – like, I think now I I appreciate football, like, American football, like, so much more. Yeah. You know, like, I watch it so much more and, like, I uh, – whatever. Anyways. <laughs> I know never to fucking overpay for like a fucking 32 year old running back ever again. <laughs> however old that, oh, however old he is. I mean, if you think that's bad, Simo paid 53 bucks for Gurley. So it could always be worse. Um, yeah. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where you got, you got screwed with your running back situation just because. I guess Mark Ingram and Kenyon Drake have kind of fucked you because Eckler, Eckler Jones and Swift are solid and they'll probably be solid for another two, three years at least. But Kenyon Drake on the Raiders now and Mark Ingram, is he out of the league? I don't even know if he's got a new contract. He might be out of the league. Who? Uh, Mark Ingram. He's on Texans, no? Oh, true. Maybe. Yeah. So like... (laughs) I think you kind of fucked yourself with those two positions. So you're running, de- running back depth was real good for one year. And then it was like, never mind. But you live and you learn. At least you didn't trade away all of your depth and all of your future trade picks. Not yet. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> you traded away fucking most of them. And let's get into trades. The one that has gotten you the most grief over the past year Gardner Minshew. And T.Y. Hilton for Cooper Cup and a 2021 second. Absolutely fuck that one, mate. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, God, that was like, yeah, it's a horrible trade, is what it is. But again, allow me, like, fuck. I didn't really know. Ziad, I'm going to fucking blame you. We were on the driving range. We were. And you were like, oh, you have no idea how fucking valuable quarterbacks are in a super flex league. And you started reading all the most ridiculous fucking stats. <laughs> I'll, I'll read this. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the league exactly the stats I was reading. Just so everyone's aware. Let me, let me Google it real quick. I was, I was reading off the quarterback rankings compared to running back or compared to like overall for example like the quarterback 10 scored as much as the running yeah back yeah, yeah 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 type of thing yeah yeah and i was like you get to play either a running back or a quarterback in your super flex spot so having even like a mid-tier quarterback is better than having like an upper echelon running back in that spot that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean 
trading away your good <laughs> players for fucking Gardner Minshew. Hey, uh, hold on. Gardner Minshew is, I mean, he's not great, but he's not bad. Like, he's never going to get the chance he really deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met someone who's such a devout Gardner Minshew truther in my life. Ah, he's a beauty, though. He's such a good guy. I'm glad. Shout out late. Yo, but hear me out, though. I'm Gardner listening. Minshew probably won me, like, it, whatever the six weeks that he played. He probably won me, like, two or three of those weeks. And fortunate enough, T.Y. Hilton somehow <laughs> popped off at the, at end, the end of the season, of the season and got me yeah. to the finals. True. I mean, that was God's grace. But other than that, like, I mean, like, yeah, it was, it worked out in my favor to some extent. But like in the long term, like Cooper Cup has such a big upgrade at quarterback this season too, right? So I think I like, I lost when it happened originally and i lost even <laughs> more now <laughs> yeah at least originally you had a starting quarterback and you know, yeah yeah this is what i was reading i was reading um the number 10 quarterback in fantasy points and half ppr last year was lamar jackson the number one running back was alvin kamara and lamar jackson outscored him by five points like Baker Mayfield was, what is that? QB 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, QB 17, right? And the running back right below him is uh, Aaron Jones. So that's what I was saying. I was saying like a mid-tier quarterback is equivalent in that spot to an elite running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's the thing. Like, you're not wrong. Right. And I don't, I don't want people. I don't want people in the chat, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> was hoodwinking him, bamboozling him. I mean, I was, it yeah, it would have been that way if I traded you, but I didn't. If you yeah, if you went for Carson Wentz, who I again, I'll state my claim is going to be a top ten quarterback this year. Behind yeah, but yo, game. take take it in though. The only two people at that time that uh, sorry, four people that I can remember that offered me a quarterback at that time was you. They offered me Carson Wentz, but done fuck all for me last year. True. Steemo offered me Sam Darnold. Fuck that too. True. Um, and I think it was Drew or Alex. One of the two had Drew Locke. Oh, and like, I think that's true. And come on. Genuinely, a Gardner Minshew might have been my fucking best pick. That's true. I don't think the I issue is chopped around more. Like, yeah. yeah, it's fair enough. It's my fault, but like, fuck you. I also don't think I don't think the issue is that you got Gardner. I think it's what you paid to get Gardner. Hundred percent. No, I'll take the L on that. All like, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. As long as you accept it, that's fine. Um, I'll take the L on almost everything I've done. <laughs> Let's see. Your second trade was. Did you only make two trades this year? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, and then the most recent one. But your second trade was towards the end of the year when you were like, fuck OBJ. Yeah. I need that guy off my team. I'm going to trade OBJ and my first rounder in a stacked 2021 draft class. Yeah, man. For Tyler Lockett 
on my own second rounder back. The one I traded yeah. away to get Gardner Minshew. Yeah, bro. America, explain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's a bit of learning pains, right? Like, uh, but at the same time, I-, I was trying to win, though. You know, like if Tyler Lockett popped off as he did at the start of the season towards the end of the season, like I just needed depth at wide receiver. Like I wasn't really, I mean, OBJ was injured. Like I needed a wide receiver anyways. I was like, fuck it. Might as well get Tyler Lockett. And I had to pay up to get Tyler Lockett. So I might as well have traded my first for my own second. Jesus (laughs) Christ. But, like, okay, that one wasn't a ridiculous trade. Like, it makes sense. I mean, if you expected Tyler Lockett to pop off. But well, the... why wouldn't Tyler Lockett pop off? Like, it's not, like, a ridiculous because, thing to think about. Because. I mean, DK's there, fair enough. But. At the point that you traded him, you traded him on the 2nd of December. His games before that, his games before that were his 45 point game in week seven right then five points six points nine points then 17 then three points eight points so like he was very much boomer bust and then after you traded for him in the first round of playoffs he got seven points in the second round of playoffs he got five points and in the championship game he got five points and then to just rub salt in the wounds in week 17 he got 27 points <laughs> okay but at the same time like i mean obj's the boy whatever he's on the browns love him but i mean lockett's a capable receiver he is and he got locked up long term didn't he get a yeah exactly that that like it made me feel much better about the trade moving forward because what what was it like 68 mil for yeah, four years he got paid like that's a bag so like i mean Unless the Seahawks are fucking stupid, they're going to throw him the ball. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? And, like, it's not, like, a horrible trade. Like, I mean, it sucks to throw throw away a, a first-rounder, but I thought, like, maybe getting Tyler Lockett might have got me some points to perhaps win the championship. It didn't, but is what it is. Yeah. It was worth a shot. Yeah, I don't think it – I, honest to God, don't think that was a horrible trade. I mean, I think the fact that you gave away your 109 is a terrible decision because we're going to get into it now, like what the quality is in this draft class is. But yeah, that was that was shocking. And then your final trade of the season, which I mean, I don't even like I, I couldn't tell you who won or who lost this trade. Yeah, that's like which I guess may be the best thing I can say about it in terms of it being fair in that I wouldn't want either of those sides of the trade. (laughs) Like, two seconds and a third for Juju. I don't like Juju, and I don't like the two seconds and a third. I'd rather not have anything. (laughs) Yeah. Why did you go for Juju? um, Like, the thing is, the only, like, the seconds and thirds, the only thing that I think I kind of just pulled the trigger on and didn't really think about it was the second next year. Mm -hmm. But the second and third this year, I was planning to draft a wide receiver anyways. And I figured that I might as well 
trade those two picks away for a certainty rather than like a speculative speculative pick. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. I mean, Juju, yeah, like he doesn't have the role that he originally had on the Steelers. But at the same time, like, we'd be stupid to say that he's not like a skillful receiver, right? No, he's a good receiver. Yeah, like, and like, I mean, he could do his job and like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I don't think it was a horrible trade and like there's no real argument to have about it, but I think I maybe paid up with the second round pick for next year. Yeah. I think and fair enough, Alex. Like I think it was Alex I traded. It was, yeah. Good shout. Like that was a that was a good trade. And like he he made me think about it. Honest to God, I slept on it. I woke up at like fucking eight thirty the next morning, and I accepted it because I had like a dream about yeah, Juju or I, something. That's, <laughs> Jesus Christ! We've got guys getting premonitions about players. What the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, I got I got the message on my phone at nine a.m. and I had to push that through. And I was like, this is way too early for these shenanigans. <laughs> But Alex fucked me up though, because like the time I don't know where Alex is. Philly, no? Uh Alex is I don't know where Alex is. He must have he probably told me on his podcast and I I don't I don't remember. Anyways, wherever he is, I remember he like getting the trade at like eleven and like I was like, shit, what do I do? <laughs> it freaked me out. I had to sleep on it and then I woke up in the morning and took it. But like I mean, yeah, I definitely overpaid for it, but I think Juju has potential. Like, I mean, yeah, I think he's he's a capable receiver at I mean, the end of the day. And I think he could be the wide receiver one on, on Pittsburgh next season. But like, I mean, I mean, no, no. Yeah, I know. Like, it's the wrong person to talk to about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alex, Alex is preying on our on the time difference because this guy hit me up. <laughs> this guy hit me up at what was it? Like 3 a.m. I was making food before <laughs> fasting at 3 a.m. And this guy wants to offer me like a third and a fourth for Carson Wentz. And he's like, bro, it's fair. <laughs> like, no, get the fuck out of here. I'm too Stay tired. Dead. It's garbage. <laughs> fuck out of here. All right. I mean, that's like, that's almost a perfect segue because we're talking about what you could have drafted at the t- 209. And I have here the 2020 rookie draft. Mm. So this is just to, to kind of give you context for the players, the quality of players that are available at the spots, right? At the 109, which you gave up for your boy, Tyler Lockett. You could have picked C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, you know, Antonio Gibson. Oh, no, that's even second round. So let's let's leave that for a bit. Michael Pittman, like they're good wide receivers in the first round that you could have picked, especially this year, I think. In the second round at 209 last year, you could have picked Denzel Mims, LaVisca Chenault, Brandon Ayuk, Antonio Gibson, Chase Claypool. Like, you know, there are options there. Granted, there are also a lot of players which you probably wouldn't want. Brian Edwards, 
God, Zach Moss, <laughs> Darrington Evans, Lynn Bowden Jr. God, no, right? Like, so fair enough if you didn't want to take the risk, but there were there were studs. There were studs available, you know? Yeah. Ziad, can I take like one second to say that that's impressive that you did this research? I just know the websites to look at. I have it in front of me. I don't know this off by heart. That's pretty cool, man. Respect. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I gave you a homework assignment this week. I, I told, yeah, I, sure told did. I told you to rank your top 24 players as a big board. So for, for the listeners out there, what I told Owen was to rank his top 24 skill position players, like fantasy relevant players, in terms of how good they are at their position. For example, Kyle Pitts is elite at tight end. Kyle Pitts is a better tight end than Mac Jones as a quarterback. But Mac Jones will go ahead of tight ends in our mock in our in a mock draft or in our rookie drafts, most likely. But if we're just ranking purely on talent, Kyle Pitts is way above Mac Jones. So we're ranking on talent. So I've got a list of my top 24 because I don't have a first two rounder. You don't have any uh, picks in the first two rounds. So we're the least partial people to talk about this. So yeah, let's let's compare our lists because I think it'll be interesting because you've been watching a lot of tape. Uh, I've been watching yeah. some tape. I've been reading some scouting reports, preparing for the draft, trying to find those hidden gems that I won't be mentioning because I'm keeping them for myself. But, you know, the top 24 is pretty set in stone, so we might as well discuss it. Um, did you have difficulty doing this or was like you, you knew you knew your order? You knew who you liked? Yeah, man. Like, this is the first time I've ever done this. And I, I only just had two weeks off. So I had the ability to like, I mean, I really enjoy fucking looking at American football tape and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never... it. In terms of ever like falling in love with the sport, it's never happened to me since like falling in love with football since I was a kid. So like actual football, yeah, for the Americans in the room, but soccer. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. Like th- this this time around, I think I have a good grasp on uh, the next class coming in here. All right. Good shit. So let's let let's let's start. Number one. I think we have the same guy. It's Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Trevor, right. me too. There's nothing to say. He's been the number one. He was number one out of high school, number one recruit in college. He's been number one for three years, and he's going to be number one at, in the NFL draft. It is what it is. Yeah. Number two for me, I mean, Jamar Chase. See, number two, I have Justin Fields. You have Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Jamar Chase is a wide receiver. Hold on. The only reason that I have that, I think, is that the like I really do think this guy is capable. And mm-hmm. at the same time, if you even watch his second pro day, he made those. If you don't mind me asking, who do you have at third? Kyle Pitts. Fourth. Jalen Waddle. Fifth. Zach Wilson. So why is Zach Wilson a more capable player than Justin Fields? So for me, I have an issue with Justin Fields 
throwing mechanics. And that's did it. Did you watch his second throw? I did. I did. But his release, like for me, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, they're in the same tier for me. And how? Like Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, in my mind, are the same player. In how, that, bro? In, in that Justin, I mean, Justin Fields is like black and Zach Wilson is white. But, <laughs> but they're both they're both very athletic. Very they're not like they're not both very athletic. I mean, Justin Fields, Justin Fields is like incredibly athletic, but Zach Wilson is very athletic, and they're both good quarterbacks that were like stars in their respective programs. Granted, Ohio State had hugely more difficult opponents, but it's also they had hugely more talented wide receivers. So, and running backs and just talent around him. The thing, the only difference for me between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson is the throwing mechanics. Zach Wilson for me has a release that is quicker than Justin Fields. And I think that'll, that'll carry him a bit further at the next level. I don't think Zach Wilson is a better quarterback in terms of um, fantasy. Yeah. Because I think Justin Fields, just pure speed, like whether he ran that, what was it? Four, four, three, four, three, eight, whatever he ran at his pro. pro yeah. 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 Oh, that was bullshit. Like, yeah. Whether or not he ran, he you know, but like you can tell then, by, he but, ran like a sub five, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell from his game tape, he's fast. Like yeah. he is a quick dude, but he didn't run as much as like a Lamar did in college, you know, he was, or like he, he wasn't a, primarily running quarterback he was a quarterback that can run in the right. same way josh allen is sort of like a quarterback that can run you know but josh allen isn't well, a running quarterback yeah i mean the, like i don't know how to make my case for justin fields fields other than like gut feeling. That's fair. I mean, honestly, the difference between those two players is marginal. Like, of all the players... I would say the, the difference between Trev and Justin Fields is marginal. That is, I for think, me, that is wild for me. I think Justin... I think Trevor Lawrence is, like, that kind of Peyton Manning, like, quarterback. Like, he's a quarterback's quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, he's he's kind of... He's everything you would want. You know what I mean? He's also athletic yeah. to a certain extent. Like, he's not hes not the quickest guy in the world. But he, but, but I mean, he can, almost he guarantees he's what? He's what? 6'5? What, what's Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence is 6'6. Six, six. Six, he's going to QB sneak the fuck out of that ball. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, Justin Fields is 6'3. What a guy. But yeah. But he's Trevor, also significantly more athletic than yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Can we not say that for a fact? Yeah, without a doubt. That's not even in a debate. Right. But and then okay, Trevor Lawrence can I mean he's like a generational fucking talent. That's why it's undoubtable that he's the number one draft pick overall and number yeah. one draft pick in everyone else's mind. But Justin feels like he, for one, his second pro day, I feel like those cross-body throws that he was doing, he was just showing that 
that Zach Wilson crossbody throw that he did across the field and whatever the fucking case may be that everyone freaked the fuck out. But like, he's a BYU quarterback and not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I he's mean, just showing that like, shit, I could do that too. But he's significantly more athletic. But like, why, why is there such a gap? Why? Between, between Justin Fields and Trevor? Even Justin Fields and because like I feel like in the NFL draft, quarterbacks go so high, yeah. Right. It just seems that's the way it is. Because they're the hardest position to fill. So exactly you you have to take them early. And like Trev is that like generational talent, but why isn't Justin Fields a generational talent? What does he not have that Trevor Lawrence has? Trevor Lawrence, in terms of numbers in terms of passing like touchdowns is worse than Justin Fields like his his touchdown to interception ratio but Trevor Lawrence as a volume passer through more attempts more yards and was in an offense that was more of a more catered to a pro style offense whereas the Ohio State offense I guess you would you would call it like it's not a gimmicky offense, but it's a college offense. Whereas right. whereas at Clemson, they kind of just let um they kind of just let Trevor do what he needs to do. Take the snap and, and actually read defenses. It wasn't like a one read offense. Whereas Justin Fields kind of had that get the snap, either read option to uh fucking what's his face? Trey Sermon. Yeah. Or, or, or like one read to Chris Olave type of thing. And if they're open, throw. If he's not open, scramble. Whereas Trevor was going through progressions. And I think that's the difference. That decision-making at the college level translates to a higher level at the NFL, which is why I think... Well, isn't that, like, isn't that a top behavior? For sure. But would you rather teach the guy who knows it already or the guy who doesn't? I'd rather teach the guy who doesn't because he has significantly more athletic ability. So if, so if you were the Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars, Jaguars, would you take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence? No, just because, I mean, I don't, I think Trevor Lawrence is like a, a passer of a football, like a quarterback. Right. He is like one in a million. And, I mean, fucking above all that shit, Trevor Lawrence is going to sell jerseys. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, honest to God, like, it is what it is. And at the same time, like, if you want to win games, man, like, I don't think Justin Fields would be a bad show. And I think, like, I'm completely outside the norm in saying that. But. No, I don't. I mean, I don't. Justin Fields is in tier two for me. He's a, He's the third best he's my qb3 he's a, but but he's a, so what makes justin fields a less good football player than who did you say was number two jamar zach, chase zach oh jamar chase yeah because jamar chase for me is the best wide receiver coming out of college since julio the dude is insane. yeah i feel like he's he's julio-esque for sure the dude is insane the guy yeah yeah like, yeah. like trevor lawrence is trevor lawrence is the andrew luck Peyton manning generational quarterback jamar chase is that for wide receivers right whereas whereas justin fields could be like let's say the josh allen or the 
I guess, even the Lamars, let's say, that tier of quarterbacks. But, but like, but I would I, say I Julio. But I would so, say man. Julio Jones is a better wide receiver than Lamar Jackson. Again, with the Ravens slander. I'm sorry, Colin. But <laughs> I would say Julio Jones is a better wide receiver than Lamar Jackson is a quarterback. Right, right, right. So Jamar Chase for me is a better wide receiver than Justin Fields is a quarterback. Okay. So where do you have Jamar Chase? I think. Excuse me a moment. Because we need to move on. Because we've been talking about this for a while. And we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-four players. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have Jamar Chase at. So do you want my? Do you want me to say up until I have Jamar Chase? Yeah, you might as well. Because I've said up until Justin Fields, and if Jamar Chase is lower than six, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> so I have Trev at one. Yeah. Justin Fields at two. Yeah. Kyle Pitts at three. Yeah. Trey Lance at four. Oh my God. Okay. Zach Wilson at five and Jamar Chase at six. That to me. So, okay. So you are the, you are the, wait, what did you say? You had, oh yeah. Zach Wilson at five and Jamar Chase at six. Yeah. You are the Al Davis of quarterback drafters where you're just like fucking athleticism. If he can run fast, he can play quarterback. 100%. Trey Lance is like, like Trey Lance is what people, people hope he turns into Josh Allen. But yo, so when I did make these rankings, when you asked me to, yeah. Yeah. So I would argue to say that I would put Zach Wilson underneath the other three guys I have underneath him. So I have Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith underneath Zach Wilson. And I would like make an argument to say that Zach Wilson would be under them as well. I mean, fair enough. That like that I don't have a problem with. Because just because, like, I mean, I get it, I get it. Like, Zach I mean, Wilson Zach Wilson is like, Zach Wilson is below Jalen Waddle for me. So that I he get. also he looks like yeah, he looks like a like a a quarterback. He looks like he could do the job. And I mean, I could be fucking ridiculously stupid in saying this, but like, I honestly don't think he. I mean, yeah, I mean, none of us really know, right? But. I think what these other guys have shown on the field translates much more to me than what Zach Wilson has shown on the field. I mean, that's like how fair. the fuck. I think I think Zach Wilson. The 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 worry for Zach Wilson is the fact that it, it, he is quote unquote a one season wonder. Like he came out of nowhere this year. He, he Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence have been on the radar for a couple of years now. And, and Zach Wilson kind of, like, he just blew up this year, and now he's all of a sudden potentially the number two quarterback in, this, in the class. Um, whereas Justin Fields regressed, which I think is something, like, he had an amazing season last, or 2019, and then 2020 kind of fell, fell off a bit, which is why people have concerns about him. But I don't understand how you can have Jamar Chase below Trey Lance what are you seeing in Trey Lance that I'm not in Trey like I think he has that upside right he has like arm strength he has pretty much anything you would want in a quarterback no except accuracy yeah and yeah. decision making which but are, again I think those are like the top, two most important I think that's like but I think that's top behavior 
I think, I mean, maybe, but I think that a lot of the hype around Trey Lance, not just from you, but like from the general community is stemming from the success of Josh Allen. Right. Those, you know, I mean, where that athletic build of quarterback can be molded into someone. Right. So rarely does that work out. Because you might end up with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but like, I mean, you might as well take the shot. But, sure, but this isn't a, but again, like the way I had you rank them isn't a draft board. Like this is So where do you have Trey Lance? Trey Lance is number 11 for me. Wow. Which Man, I mean, we really need to go through these fucking right. We, we might as well go through it. Um, yeah. Jamar, Ch- Jamar Chase is number two for me. I think he's, I think he is unbelievably elite. If I had the 101 this year and I had the team that I currently have, I would take Jamar Chase over Trevor Lawrence because I don't need a fair play. I, I, or I would take Trevor to trade him. But Jamar Chase is the guy. If I had 102, I would take Jamar Chase over Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or anyone else. Because Sorry, who do you have at three? Kyle Pitts. And who do you have at two? Jamar Chase. Oh, sorry. I have Kyle Pitts at three as well. And who do you have at four? Number four for me is Jalen Waddell. Okay. Because the dude is ridiculously fast. Got unlucky with his injury this year. But he is ridiculously fast. I think Devontae Smith benefited from him being injured this year. And he... I'm, when you watch him, like both of the the Bama receivers, Jalen and Devonte, like their route running is crisp, like it's yeah. So good. Um, so yeah, I guess I have Jalen Waddle at four, Zach Wilson at five, Justin Fields at six, but four, five, and six are in the same tier for me. So if you had like Justin Fields above any of them, like whatever, I don't really mind. And then there's a tier break. So who do you have at seven? Uh, Jalen Model. Okay, so you have Jalen Model at seven. Sorry, I have so I have Ooh. Trev. Justin Who do you have Fields. in the top six that I don't? You have Trey Lance in the top six that I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have Devonte Smith in the top six? No. No, I have him at eight. Okay, so I have Devonte Smith at eight as well. Okay, um, cool. But I have instead of Trey Lance above him, I have Rashad Bateman. Oh, fair play. I think Rashad Bateman is a better wide receiver than Devontae Smith is a wide receiver. And I was actually discussing this with uh, Simone Khaled earlier um, today, which is Devontae Smith is unbelievably talented. Yeah. To a stupid degree. Like his route running, his hands, his ability to separate, it's unreal. But he's 170 pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no matter, like, I can't, like, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't look past that because I'm heavier than him. I'm, <laughs> but you're hence, mate. Bro, I'm like 180 to 185 pounds. So I'm a good 10 to 15 pounds heavier than him, depending on, like, what I eat on the day. 
and he's almost <laughs> as tall as me. He's six one. I'm six three. So like we look like in terms of stature, we look the same. And I know for a fact if an NFL safety hit me clean, I would break in half. Let the record show. Ziad said that he's a better receiver than Devontae Smith. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm taller, so I can high point the ball better than Devontae Smith. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't know, man. I can't. Look yeah, past see, that. I don't think you're wrong in the sense that, like, in terms of receivers, uh, the gap is Devontae Smith and Rashad Bateman for me. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're close. Rashad Bateman is 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 more a prototypical receiver. He's 6'2", 210 pounds. Um, yeah, and he and he looks good. Devontae yeah, Smith, 100%. Did... I think he looks awesome, bro. I love I love the way. He... Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I yeah I, I I love watching him as well. Devontae Smith, when he plays, is incredible. He gets open. Mac Jones feeds him constantly. Uh, last year. And also, just like he won the Heisman, so you can't really hate on him too much. But dude, you're 170 pounds. But you're rating Waddle over Smith, yeah? Yeah, Waddle's my wide receiver too. All right, cool. Um, okay, Devonte Smith at eight. Who's your number nine? My number nine is Najee Harris. Okay, we'll get to the running backs because. The running backs are in a, the next tier down for me, but okay. Um, I have Rondell Moore at number nine. Wow. Who is short. He's 5'7". Yeah. But dude is quick as fuck. He's athletic as fuck. Dude is athletic. Oh, he's not 5'7". I'm lying. He's 5'9". So he is 5'7". I swear that's what he weighed in at. That's what I thought he was. Day. But I'm looking I'm pretty at sure he's right five now seven. and he said 5'9". But maybe he's 5'7". Either way. He's Purdue short. lied, mate. He's short as shit. <laughs> he is short as shit. But when you can jump 42 inches off the ground, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I love athleticism, but in the NFL, I don't know how that's going to translate, bro. I, in my mind, right, when I see Rondale Moore and when I close my eyes and picture it, there was a play last year where Tyreek Hill was, I think he was playing against the Titans. And Mahomes chucked it up and Tyreek mossed this dude. Because Tyreek's not a tall guy. He's like 5'10". He's short as shit as well. But he jumped like a foot over this guy and caught the ball. And in my mind, I'm seeing Rondell Moore jump 42 inches, and I'm like, what um, is that? You're comparing Rondell Moore to Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is a freak. I think Rondell Moore is the closest player in this draft to Tyreek Hill. When I tell you how different our rankings are, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I think, yeah, Rondell Moore, quick, stocky-ish, athletic, can fucking jump. I don't blame you at all. Tyreek Hill. Love the dude. I, I'm super high on Rondell Moore. I think this is going to be a very interesting discussion in the group chat as well, because I'm sure people have opinions on this. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Where do you have Rondell Moore? What, what, what number? I have you? Rondell Moore at 21, bro. 21? Oh, my God. Okay, I need to know who you have over him. But we'll let's... Okay. Number 10, I have Mac Jones. I have Travis Etienne. 
And number 11, I have Trey Lance. I got Rashad Bateman. Okay. So in that tier, Rashad Bateman. I honestly, yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not upset with you ranking Rashad Bateman where you did though. Yeah. And that's here. Rashad Bateman and Devonte Smith are both there. Trey Lance, yeah. you have a tier higher than I do. And then Rondell Moore and Mac Jones, you have much lower and you have the running backs there. Sorry. Where did you have Mac Jones? 10. That's a piss take. I mean, you want to talk about pro days. Did you see his pro day? Shit. Oh, g- great. That guy is unfit, brother. You, again, again, with your athleticism, fucking, you know. Yo, but listen, yeah. Who else is unfit? Drew Brees is unfit. Yeah, so is fucking Ben. Do I want those guys on my team? No, fuck them. (laughs) I think, so I've warmed to Mac Jones. Previously, I had him in the same tier as like Kyle Trask. Um, yeah, he's a pocket passer kind of guy. He's a pocket passer, for sure. But Mac Jones, I think, he, he he knows how to play. Like, his arm strength isn't great, but his ball placement is. Right. Like, right, Devontae right, right. Smith doesn't get all those catches wide open if Mac Jones doesn't throw it where it needs to be when it needs to be there. Right. You know? So, for me, Mac Jones, like... I, I like the dude. His middle name is McCorkle, so he's never going to make it in the league. It upsets me, though, about Bama's, like, O-line, and, like, they're, like, destined to be great in college football. Yeah. Right? So it's just – it's such an awkward thing to rank them when they go to the NFL. That's why you got to pack my boy, Zach Wilson, because he was playing behind fucking Mormons, like, walk-ons. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so difficult, right? Like, I mean, it could work out for the best, but, like, I mean, it could very quickly go south. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like, people, people say Justin Fields is destined to fail because Ohio State has never produced a good quarterback. But producing a good quarterback is difficult anyway. Like, what colleges consistently produce good quarterbacks right there are- but at the same time like if you look at bama's o-line like mac jones had time to throw that ball right so like yeah, yeah sure he was a precision passer in fucking college but when you get put on the fucking panthers or whatever they're saying he's gonna go to patriots maybe like i mean it's gonna be much different right like yeah. if it, some people are saying Mac Jones is get taken at third. Are you fucking insane? Yeah, I don't see that. Ha- I don't see Kyle, Kyle Shanahan passing up the opportunity to take an athletic quarterback at three. It doesn't. That's like, ridiculous. Like either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Like, either- but like, can can you not agree with me in saying that there's a significant drop off in like? longevity quarterback talent when you talk about trevor justin um uh trey lance and i'm i refuse to put trey lance in that category but why not though like because he has like in the case that you can mold him in the case that's the thing that he is a project quarterback right matt jones is Mac Jones than, is what though? Mac Jones is less of a project than Trey Lance is. 
Yeah, but like he's gonna have like what a couple of good seasons and congratulations, shake his hand, and he's retired. And Trey Lance may fucking be demoted to the practice squad after a year because he never fixes his accuracy issues. But I'd rather take that risk of Trey Lance being like a 10-year athletic fucking slinger quarterback, no? Sure, that's maybe your philosophy, but I don't think you can put Trey Lance in the same category as Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence, who are Trevor Lawrence is as close to a sure thing as you can get. And Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are both good throwing quarterbacks with good accuracy, with good athleticism. And Justin Fields, great athleticism with maybe one or two question marks here or there compared to Trey Lance, who has the athleticism and then a bunch of question marks that you need but to coach into him. Like there's a and t- if you're drafting for the Lions tomorrow, you're if drafting they, Mac if they take Jones. Trey, if, no, no. If I'm drafting, you're, Ma- you're drafting Mac Jones over Trey Lance. No, because of the position that we're in. No, I'm taking Trey Lance because we have Jared Goff, so we have someone Trey Lance can <laughs> sit behind. But if I'm the Patriots, right? Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. If I'm a team, or if I'm even if I'm the 49ers, if I'm a team that like was suffered injuries last year, and I'm like could be back in the playoffs and I just need a quarterback to get the ball to my to my star dudes, right? It's Mac Jones over Trey Lance for me. Yeah. Okay. Um sorry. Number 12, I have Najee Harris. Number 13, I have Travis Etienne. Um number 12, I have Javante Williams. Number 13, I have Kenneth Gainwell. Okay, so you have running backs way higher than I do because I have Javante yeah. at 20 and Kenny at 23. Wow, eh? Um, you had so there was a tear break between the Trey Lance and now Najee and um Travis Etienne, and that's because while they're the best running backs in this class. I don't think they're like if, for example, if they were coming into the draft last year, right? Yeah. Najee Harris is the fourth best running back on the board. Maybe fifth. Last year. Last year. Right. Coming like coming into the NFL draft. Same with Travis Etienne. They're fourth and fourth or fifth. So, I think the fact that they held out a year has helped them for sure in terms of their draft stock, because there's less, they're by far the two best running backs this year, but comparing them to NFL talent or the talent that came before them, I don't think they're as great. Yeah. I mean, like I could definitely see that. Like there's an argument for, I think the top 20, like moving them around. In terms of like, in terms of our rankings. It like in incremental amounts like if you're gonna say like Najee is either like a I have him quite high sorry excuse me like I have him at nine but if you said you have him at like what do you have him at uh he is 12 for me yeah so if you, it's like from nine to 12 like yeah okay I could get that but if you say like I mean I genuinely think he's talented oh 100 like, you're gonna say like if I have him at nine you say he's at like 20 like you're wrong objectively no he's 100 percent talented he is he is fast he is you know but the the thing that he's like fast he's strong he's big he's a good pass catcher 
He doesn't go down on first contact. The dude is like, the dude is a good running back. But he's a Derrick Henry kind of guy, though. You know, look at his build. Like, I don't know what his uh, his um, measurements came in at, but I think he's like what six two, two something. He is, yeah, six one, and he is, I don't know, two thirty. Like unit. Yeah, he's a f- for sure one hundred percent. The dude is an athletic specimen. And then Derrick Henry was a Bama quarter, uh, Bama running back too. No. Uh, yeah, he was. And similar system. I'm just assuming, like, maybe you could get the next Derrick Henry out of Najee, like, perhaps. I mean, fair. I'm assuming they have a similar build. You know, like, it's speculative thinking, but... Yeah, fair enough. I mean, tall running backs usually have a little bit more trouble in the league, but if you're Derrick Henry, you're Derrick Henry. It is, like, who's going to stop you, you know? Um, Travis Etienne, for me, is a bit of a he thrives in a zone blocking system, um, which is what they ran at Clemson. And there are only a few I mean, in the NFL that like teach like you drafting him to teach him a fuck, what's it called? A power blocking scheme, I think is counterproductive, especially if you want production in your in his first year, which I think teams will want. So I think it kind of narrows down who he can go to. I think the Falcons would be a great spot for him. For who? ETN? For, for ETN. Um, you think the Falcons would pick ETN over Najee? At, what are they no, at? Four? No, no, no. Because n- neither of them are going at four. I'm talking the, f- the, second fir- round. the first running back is going in the second round. So unless maybe someone in the 20s takes Najee. But... Um, I think Najee Harris would fit in that system as well. And I think Najee would take the Falcons would take Najee over Travis, but I'm saying in terms of the teams that Travis could go to, I think the Falcons are probably one of the best options for him. Yes, I'd agree. Um, And then the options for Najee, I guess Steelers need a running back. Who else needs a running back? Miami. Um, there, there, there are quite a few. There are quite a few places. The Jets, I guess, in the second round, if they wanted to build around whichever quarterback they take, you never know. <clears throat> um, okay, let's let's keep going. Fourteen and fifteen. Who do you have? Um. So, excuse me a moment. 14, I have Chuba Hubbard, and 15, I have Elijah Moore. Okay, 15, I have Elijah Moore. 14, I have Terrace Marshall Jr. All right, okay. Everyone put aside when you're listening to this that I'm Canadian. Right. I genuinely think Chuba Hubbard has, like, if you watch... I mean, he didn't play last season, fair enough, but his, like, talent seems substantial, if that makes any sense. Like, I think, like, he has, like, a breakaway speed. He's shifty. I mean, he did play last season. He looks like he could be, like, an NFL running back. You know what I mean? My issue with Chuba is he goes down easy. (laughs) Like, he doesn't... No, but he's a big-body guy, though. 
what's what are what are his measurements he's not a small dude no he's six foot 208 210 yeah like that's hench right but he's not like he doesn't run to his size in my opinion but like anyone listening to this and yourself look at him in comparison to any other any other of the running backs in the class and if you could make an argument to say that he's like miles under them i'd be shocked the worry the worry for me with chuba is also the fact that what happened last year because he had a killer 2019 where he was up there with Najee and travis and he was in that conversation and then all of a sudden he plays seven games last year rushes 133 times for 600 yards that's not good enough Last year. Yeah. But he also opted out. Didn't no, he, he didn't. He played last year. I don't think he did. I don't think he played the whole season. They played seven games last season. It was a shortened season because of COVID, but he did play, and he played poorly. I thought, I thought something happened. Sorry. I don't want this on record. But Maybe he did. But anyways, yeah, I don't rate Chuba that highly. I'll be honest with you. I have – Chuba's probably my running back. What is he? One, two, three, four, five. Maybe, maybe like running back eight, dude. I'd love if anyone could show me the case that he's a less capable running back than anyone that's getting drafted above him this year in terms of like the professional ranking. To be fair, I think all of the running backs after Najee are pretty, you know, I mean, not, not, not after Najee, after Travis are all pretty dust, but at the same time, I'm going to take the guys that had productive 2020 seasons over. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 100%. productive most recent seasons over someone who you don't know why he was so bad. But, like, I mean, I could be, like, horribly wrong, obviously. But, like, I think the only, like, what I'm looking at in terms of the way I'm ranking players is athleticism. Yes. Like, I know that we that's not, like. Number 17. Diami oh, man, Brown. these Americans are going to fucking it. They're going to roast the shit roast out of one of me. us. Or both of yeah. us, probably. I have Jami Brown one at uh, 17. You have at 17? Yeah. Who do you have at 16? 16 for me is the boy, Pat Fryermuth. Really, eh? The dude is a fucking beast. I don't think he's like a great fantasy tight end. But as in terms of a tight end, tight end, dude is legit. He's huge. He's strong. He's a good blocker. He can. He's capable catcher. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm I have Kadarius Tony at sixteen. I have Kadarius Tony at eighteen. I have Mac Jones at seventeen. All right. I have Kadarius Tony at eighteen. I don't really like Kadarius Tony. He's quick, but he seems like a like a you know a one. He's a boomer bust kind of guy though. He seems like a one trick pony to me, like. You can run a slant and that's it. <laughs> the only thing that like that makes me feel a bit weird about him because I'm pretty sure he was a quarterback out of high school or okay. something like that. And then he transitioned to wide receiver, which is like, I think cool, but like he's like a shifty kind of guy. I like that. So is Julian Edelman. So And he just retired. So maybe the Pats are going to get Kadarius Tony. Is he, is he making the hall? No, Julian Edelman is not making the hall. <laughs> um, 
if he won Super Bowl, did he win Super Bowl MVP? No, he didn't. Brady did, right? No. If but he, he has won, three, no? Yeah, but if he won Super Bowl MVP, I think he would have made the hole. Um, I don't think he will now. Um, 19, your boy, Amon Ra St. Brown. I Sorry, so 18, I have Kylan Hill. Fair enough. He is, and not, then, he's not in my top 24, but he is the running back after the guys I have in my top 24. And then 19, I have Michael Carter. Okay, interesting. So I have 18, 19, Amon Ross St. Brown, 20, Javante Williams, 21, Michael Carter. So for me, the difference between Javante and Michael Carter are is negligible. Like they're both good running backs coming out of the same system who both put up ridiculous numbers. Like, what are you going to do? You know? One's a bruiser. One's more of like a shifty dude, a quicker dude. Whatever. Pick, pick, yeah. you know? Pick and mix. Uh, 22, I have Kyle Trask. Um, Sorry, so after Michael Carter at 20, I have Trey Sermon. 21, I have Rondell Moore. 22, I have Dwayne Eskridge. This is wild to me. And this will be the last thing we talk about before um, we end the podcast because it's been like an hour and a half. And I don't know who's listening to this entire thing. But sorry. You have so many running backs right above wide receivers. Why? Because this is a um, this is a famously good wide receiver class. This is a wide receiver. I have, I, I have wide receiver all the way through after that. That's fair, but like these running backs that you're listing, like the wide receivers, for example, like Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall, you know, Kadarius Tony, even these are all guys that are going to go in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. And they're guys right. that in previous NFL drafts would have been top two rounders, you know, like in terms of talent. Whereas the running backs in this year's class, like after Javante Williams, there's a good chance Michael Carter is like a third, a day three guy or round four guy. Um, fucking Kylan Hill is probably a round four guy. Trey Sermon is a round three or round four guy. Kenny Gainwell, same thing. Like, these are guys that, if they were in previous classes, would have been pushed to the bottom in terms of... But talent. then, the only wide receiver, wide receivers I have like under them are Tamori Terry and Terrence Marshall. Yeah, I get it. That's just, my, that's, that finishes out my 24. Yeah, and my 24 finishes at Kyle Trask, Kenny Galewell, and Tyler So Wallace. you'd put... You'd put Kyle Trask out of above anyone that I've said in terms uh, of ab- talent. above Kylan Hill, above um, Kyle Trask may never ever ever play a snap in the NFL. This is true, but because like he's a Jake Fromm kind of quarterback. I mean, yeah, you're not Jake wrong. Fromm is on my team. I, I don't think Kyle Trask is very good. But I also don't think these running backs in this year's class are very good. I think they're all just about fine. Um, and if I was going to choose, I would take Trask over over any of the running backs because, you know, why not shoot your shot at a quarterback? 
Kyle Trask is I will a, never play a snap though. Like he may never get a he snap. may never play a snap, but he may also be, you know, a good quarterback. I get but like I guess when we get to the end of your list, it's like kind of speculative in any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean Kyle Trask also put up numbers, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like the big thing against him is the fact that he shot the bet against Oklahoma uh, and he's immobile. He's a pocket passer like Mac Jones. But and he's, a, he's a worse version of Mac Jones. He's a worse version of Mac Jones. But if Mac Jones is fucking Brady and Kyle Trask turns into, you know, Phil Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, like that's a ridiculous I didn't, fucking I definitely comparison. didn't say Aaron Rodgers. I said Phil Rivers, if you listen closely. <laughs> I don't know where you fucking got Aaron Rodgers because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is closer to Zach Wilson than he is Kyle Trask because he can Fair scramble. Point. But, but like, if you were comparing, like, that's the thing. Like, I think Matt Jones, Zach Wilson, and Kyle Trask, like, they don't excite me at all. Is it because they're white? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. This guy's putting trade yeah, at number three. Jesus. Well no, be- but, like, you know what I mean? I, don't, I, I mean, I guess we're, we're not on the same page in a certain sense of the word, but. Not at all. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Because I think in, in terms of, oh, I unplugged my mic, but I'm in my headphones. But in terms of in terms of talent, like I have so many wide receivers that I would take over the running backs. The only reason, I, like, you might take a running back over them in fantasy because of positional scarcity, but in terms of talent, I think this wide receiver class is just like a level above. I think yeah, the wide receiver class is deep, but like. I mean, the only receivers that I really like outside of what I've said is Diami Brown, Talon Wallace, Josh Palmer, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Right. And like, but I would take basically all of those over like Kylan Hill or Trey Sermon, for example, or fucking over Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. I would take all of them. Like, for me, the only like let me I'll read you the running backs that I would take over the guys you just mentioned. Najee, Travis, Javante, Michael Carter, Kenny Gainwell. Five. Those five and those five five alone. And you take those five running backs over who? Over guys like Tylen Wallace, potentially over Amon Ra St. Brown, over fucking um Amari Rogers. Like I would take those guys over them. Over over those wide receivers. Okay. In terms of talent. But in terms of wide receivers, Rondell Moore, fucking like Rondell Moore, Terrence Marshall, Elijah Moore, even Kadarius Tony, unfortunately. Like they're all Diami Brown. They're all guys I would take over the, the second tier of running backs before Nad after Najee and Travis. Right. Shit, man. It's going to be an interesting draft. Fuck. Fuck. I think that brings us to the end of this. We need to end it on a non-fantasy note. So, so, so let's see. What can I ask you? That, what can I ask you that is non-fantasy related that you can, you can tell to the league? Um, 
Faris is in Toronto. What is advice to people who are visiting or living in Toronto? Where should they hit up? What should they do? How, how do they make the most of their Toronto experience? Do they go to Pacific uh, Mall to buy bootleg DVDs? What do they do? Yo, what? Did you just mention Pacific Mall? Listen, I'm just asking you the question. Um, I mean, I think the food scene in, food scene in Toronto is unparalleled, but yeah, you could eat anywhere there. At the same time, like, yeah, don't ever date a girl in Toronto. I don't know if uh, <laughs> who's there, Ferris, no? Yes. Did he did, uh, tell me he didn't find a girl from Toronto? I don't know. No, I don't think she's from Toronto. She went to Queens, though. Oh, man, tough luck. But. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. But, anyways. Um... Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. My, my guy wants to woo this girl in Toronto. Where does he take her? What does he do? What's the moves? The first step, you'd be like, you go to maybe local Liberty Village. Fried chicken sandwich is fire. All right. And then you have a couple of drinks there. You go to Williams Landing on the patio. <laughs> Okay. And then rip apartment 200. A couple drinks at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Done deal. Yeah. Signed, <laughs> sealed, delivered. Not that I know fucking anything, but... No, no, no of I course. Do. You're in the same flat as your girlfriend, so you don't know anything about, <laughs> about Toronto. <laughs> this is whole stuff you've read on the internet. You heard it from Jordan. Not that I've done that several times. <laughs> you heard it from Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> all right boss it's been good talking to you i'll see you in like an hour i guess let me get changed much love brother thank send, you so much send me and the, thank uh, you for doing these man it's hey, man. Uh, it's uh it's, it's great fun. to listen to these throughout it's, the week it's fun i assume people should if, if i mean it's a bit late now because it's an hour and a half in but like in future listen to these on like one and a half time speed like get through them they're long yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah but um yeah man it's fun i guess talk to talk to people talk fantasy i enjoy it um and everyone has interesting shit to say usually uh but yeah man i appreciate the love love brother talk to you in a bit all right peace when they swing that way to the right you swing to the left you heard this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life it's water malone podcast Inside a water balloon. Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Don't get it fitted. So I'm the bow in a billy.